What's going on, golf addicts? It's the Tour Junkies podcast, the betting picks preview for the Open Championship 2022. We're talking outrights. We're talking top 20s. We're going to talk some prop bets today. I'm excited to get to it. Before that, uh, I do have to go ahead and get this out of the way. Uh, I'm doing the Edward Forty Hands bet. As, yes. you, as you can all see in the camera, I lost the 6K draft to Pat the other day. Uh, I covered up the label, but this is, you know, this is the a delicious Miller High Life, which I I hear is the champagne of beers. Mm. Um, and uh, I have I have a duct tape to my hand, and I have to I have to finish this during this episode, which I got to be honest, I've never had a 40 before. Never had a 40. This will be my first 40. And I just did, I wasn't aware of how much liquid this actually is. I, I actually did not. Now it's 2.30 in the afternoon. So Which here we are. Great. It's even better. Here we are. Uh, so, but I have not eaten lunch today. I didn't eat lunch because I. Oh, now I, that's, that could be bad. I just got done eating. So. Well, I'm staring yeah. at this going like, how is all this going to fit in my body? So I just wanted to have plenty of room. I've also peed. I don't know, eight times since I woke up this morning in anticipation. I think my body is like knowing this is coming, so it's trying to flush itself mm-hmm. to create space. I don't want to have to pee during the show when I haven't finished this and have to do everything one-handed. That would not be fun. Um, but here we are. So I'll, my the first sip of my 40, of first 40 of my life is right here live on the show. Miller High Life, the champagne of beer. Uh, you know, it's not terrible. It's not as bad as the one I drank last time, but it's it's definitely not good. It uh, Miller High Life at least tastes like beer. I mean, like, yeah, if you get a forty of something else, it could be bad. It like, also, that at least tastes like some beer. It also shocked me when I got to the register and it was two dollars and seventy eight cents after tax for all of this. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is not going to be good. So anyway, you're you'll be watching me drink a lot today. And it is what it is. We're presented to you by our friends at Covers. Winning starts at Covers, covers.com. To get all your betting insight, all your betting knowledge, your tools, your calculators, your podcasts, your articles. There's a forum in there for betting all sports. And they've been doing it over 25 years. And over 20 million sports bettors flock to covers.com annually to get all the latest sports insight and data. And listen, most of the website is free. So, I mean, it's free tools. You don't have to like, be a member of anything, and it's the home of our exclusive Tuesday afternoon article every single week covering golf, uh, where we write up head-to-head matchups we love, top 20 bets, prop bets we like. There'll be some good, juicy in, you know, info in that this week. So head on over to Covers.com, and thank you to Covers.com for sponsoring the podcast. Now, Pat, you are also in a slightly different situation today as uh, yes. on this Monday afternoon covering the Open Championship. People might be wondering why you're in a... Uh, are you in like some 90s beach house or something? No, I'm in a beautiful hotel room here at the uh, Ritz-Carlton in Amelia uh, Island, Florida. So oh, just man. south of Savannah where I live, my wife is at a conference here. And you know what? That's the, uh, that's the advantages of having a wife that works and uh, gets to go to conferences like this. I get to do, you know, get to just tag along. And so I am actually drinking also at 2.30 in the afternoon, yeah. but nothing like you. I'm impressed though with your first sip of of the forty. You didn't just like you didn't just like kind of do a little tasty taste. Like you no. went all in and actually chugged. A I, I want to be done with this. Um, I have a knife up here ready to cut off the uh, the mm-hmm. the duct tape. Um, 
I, I'm not much of a, like, I, I'm not a, I can't, like, chug a beer, so, and I don't want to get it all over my lovely Kings Barnes, Kings mm, Barnes nice polos, yeah. so I can't, like, chug it. I'm just going to take this, take this one big swig at a time. All right, but we got a great show today. We're going to talk through the outright board right now. We're going to talk through some top 20s later. Uh, I love some prop bets. We're going to talk about some nationality bets that we both like. We just came back from the golf course, from the old course, just a few weeks ago, Pat, got to play it. Uh, if you have not already listened or watched the DFS breakdown, in the first 20 minutes or so, we interviewed the, the head caddy master at the old course, Frazier Riddler. He's been there 10 plus years. He's caddied in open championships before. Frazier was super uh, generous with his time, talked about the golf course, the conditions, uh, what he thought it was going to play like, what keys to success were, talked about the wind a lot, talked about what inexperienced guys are going to have to figure out before Thursday. It was a very insightful interview for betting and DFS uh, players this week for the Open from our friend Frazier. You need to check that out if you have not already. Also, we've got a contest this week, and you could win a brand new tailor-made driver or you could win $250 in free prize picks cash, okay? Free prize picks cash. Now, Pat, while I take a swig, why don't you tell the people how they enter the contest? Well, you've got three ways, actually, that you can enter the contest, DB. Uh, one way is you need to go in and subscribe to the Chalk Bomb, okay? Go into the Tour Junkies website, go to the bottom, subscribe to the Chalk Bomb. Or the link That's is in the description here. Yeah. Or the link is in the description here. You can do that. Another way is you can go in, leave a Spotify, iTunes, whatever, wherever you can do reviews, right? DB, five-star review. Yeah. Do that. That's the second way that you can enter to win. By the way, if you're already a member of the uh, Chalk Bomb, you've, you've got an entry. So there you go. And um, if you've already, um, well, if you've yeah. written an iTunes review, Apple review, or Spotify review, you can do it again. And we want you yeah. to write one and give it five-star. Yep. Mm -hmm. And the third and final way, Pat. The third and final way? I forgot. What's the third and final way, DB? <laughs> it's to subscribe to the YouTube channel. So if you're watching yes, on YouTube, YouTube channel, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel. Three ways to enter. We're going to pick a winner at the end of this week, and the winner will be all three winners will be announced in the chalk bomb for next week, the 3M Open, uh, in that email. So subscribe to the emails, chalk bomb and heavy petting, which will be out this week. Uh, leave the review. Blah. And subscribe to the YouTube channel, and you can uh, win a TaylorMade driver to first place and $250 in prize picks dollars to uh, two other people. Also, it is the final week of the T Tour Junkies Teepster One and Done, and there are a bunch of prizes, including a TaylorMade driver, up for grabs there. So uh, please don't forget, like I have done for the last 16 weeks, to put in your One and Done selection for the open championship it is the final week we partner with teepster this whole year it's been great uh, and there's a ton of cool prizes and we appreciate everybody for coughing up the prizes all the partners so uh thank you to that i don't know who's in the lead for that because i seriously you know in the spring had realized i'd forgotten like five or six entries in a row and then i just gave up uh pat you want to talk about weather right now what's it looking like outside it looks beautiful okay nice nice little sun no, uh, from what I've seen so far this week on the weather in Scotland is um, I'm seeing like kind of like steady winds, but nothing like major when it comes to the sustained winds. But I'm definitely seeing some gusty type conditions, um, but kind of a little bit mild, like sunny, not really seeing any rain. Now, this is just looking at it this morning. Obviously, we know that's going to change, um, but I, I think it's going to be similar to when we played it, DB. Actually, we had some gust. Yeah. Um, 
but it was pretty pretty mild. I'm looking right now. I mean, there definitely does not seem to be much of a wave advantage, which is something we all have talked about. We yeah. talked about uh, you know not firing on these outrights until we really can get a, a clear picture of the wave advantage, which we don't have tee times out at the moment. But starting to look at Thursday and Friday, it doesn't look that bad for anybody, honestly. I do think it, it's going to be dry. We're not going to get a lot of rain, if any. The worst wind as of now looks like Saturday afternoon, and that's it. Maybe Sunday morning. I really hate that. I would love to see it get windy here and really start to blow. But at least we do know from talking to our friend at Frazier, uh, at Frazier at the old course, like the golf course is pretty firm and fast right now. Yeah, which, which is, I do like. I'm glad which it's you not definitely soft. want that. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. And and that will make it play a little more difficult. But it's going to be gettable with the weather like this. You know, Frazier talked about the winning score. He talked about conditions. I do think it's going to be gettable. Could you know, we could definitely see winning scores in the twelve to fifteen under range, even if this kind of holds up, um, even with the firm and fast conditions, because we know the, we know the old course is, is somewhat gettable by the pros. It's not super long, um, but uh, yeah, it's going to be challenging around the greens. We talked about kind of what we were looking for in terms of a golfer on the DFS show. You know, when we played it a few weeks ago, Pat, I, I think me, you, Ben, your brother, like we all remarked very early in the round how important it was going to be to be able to have the short game and the touch on and around the greens from three putt avoidance to scrambling to putting, you know, 30 yards off the green to, uh, you know, to getting out of these bunkers. Like that's probably one of the more important parts of the week is being able to, to handle your short game, be creative, have the touch. Uh, I mean, I, I think that's probably number one. And then, you know, it's approach play. It's giving yourself the best looks at, at birdie for sure. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, let me just tell you this, okay? And you know this because you watched me for the first nine holes on this golf course. The, it, you know, when you're looking at Shot Tracker and in your mind, you know, on a normal PGA Tour or even a lot of majors, mm. and you see that your player has gone into the bunker and you're like, okay, well, yeah, no, he's probably, he's got a chance to get it out <laughs> and, and maybe make a birdie or whatever. No, uh-uh. No. Not these bunkers. <laughs> no. Not these bunkers. Be Every time they're... Yeah, be prepared. Don't just think your guy's going to – and then don't get mad at him because he only, you know, hit it 10 yards to the left, okay? That's what he had to do. That is what he had to do, all right? So if you don't know Open Championship golf that well, but you watch Shot Tracker, it's just not the same. A bunker is a penalty. It's basically a penalty shot. I mean, they rarely can get it out forward. Most of the time, they got to go backwards and sideways. So, again, these bunkers are going to be tough. you got to stay out of them. There are a ton of bunkers on this course. And they are yeah. all over the place, and they are right where these balls are going to end up going. Yeah, so that is very important. I can't wait to watch it. I'm excited. I've been watching live from the open all day today. Let's get into the betting board, though, Pat. Let's start at the top. We're going to start in this range. We're going to kind of go up to 28 to one. Uh, so favorites on up to 28 to one. Rory is the consensus favorite everywhere you look at nine to one. Nobody hotter than Xander Schauffele right now at 12 to one. Ugh. Scheffler at 14, JT, Spieth, Rom at 16 to 1, Fitzpatrick at 18 to 1, Cantley at 20, uh, former champion golfer of the year, Shane Lowry at 22 to 1, and Cam Smith at 28 to 1 would be the top of the betting board. Now, uh, I will go ahead and say this. I'm going to tell you a name right now that I don't care what the weather continues to say, whether it stays the same or there's a weather wave advantage or whatever. I'm not going to bet John Rahm. You know, he was the chalk bomb this past week for the Scottish Open, which paid off. He finished 55th 
Uh, he, he didn't play very well. I mean, at, his form all year has been questionable. It's mainly been the short game giving him problems. But if you look at this, the Scottish Open, which I think the Scottish Open is definitely something to look at. I mean, I know they didn't, the, the Renaissance Club, as they call it, is not our favorite track in Scotland. I hate that it's a, you know, it's right literally, uh, you know, hundreds of yards away from North Berwick, West Links, and they don't, they can't play it there. But, um, but it's still Links golf. It was firm, fast. There was windy conditions. At the Scottish Open, John Rahm finished 43rd in strokes gained tee to green, 48th in strokes gained off the tee. 40th in approach. That's the ball striking. That's been the best part of John Rahm's game all year. He finished 35th around the green and 58th in putting. Like, I just don't think, I think John Rahm is not all with it right now. So I'll go ahead and get that name out of the way early. At this, at this point on the betting board, you know, these guys are all great. Bet who you want. Uh, I think the best values, we'll get into that, are, are in that 20, 20 plus range. And I'm interested in betting those. The, the best number you can get on a guy like Xander is 14 to 1. I found that. Um, now, currently, before, mm-hmm. you know, you should, probably should have done that before he won the Scottish. But John Rom just a stay away for me. What about you? Yeah, I agree. I mean, if, if you look at the guys that are, you know, in this top, you know, you know under 25 to 1, I mean, he's the one that really is, is sort of glaring to me as far as the stay away. Um, you know, I love Rory, even though he's 9 to 1. I probably won't bet it, but I just can't sit here and he's a stay away um but so for me it is rom i we're definitely in some agreement here um but i do think there's some value up here on the board uh yeah so xander 14 to 1 speed at 16 to 1 those are kind of the shorties i would be interested in but i'm I'm not going to fire on those guys at those numbers i'm just not going to do it with the variance of the open championship even though right now it doesn't look like a super you know strong wave advantage but there's enough variance i'm not i'm not interested in that although those guys are playing well for me I said this on the, on the DFS show. There were two names that came out of my mouth when we started playing the old course a few weeks ago. It was Jordan Spieth, and it was Cam Smith. And Cam Smith at 28-1 to 1 is still a hit for me. Uh, I liked to see, I think he had a good Sunday at the Scottish, if I recall. Yeah, he shot three under at the Scottish Open. Uh, you know, ha- had a strong, strong week. Uh, he actually finished 23rd off the tee and strokes hand off the tee. Uh, played well around the greens, finished fourth in putting for that week at the Scottish. 28 to 1 on DraftKings is the best number you can find for Cam Smith. I will continue uh, to support Cam. He was, he was just an early favorite for me. I just love the short game, the creativity, the lag putting ability. Uh, I've got some, let's see, I've got uh, a rolling report on Fantasy National pulled up of three putt avoidance. And so you can kind of look at it over the long term leading into short term. Camp Smith, very solid putter, as we all know. So he, he checks that box. So Camp Smith for me at 28 to 1. And then, like, I'd probably only bet two guys in this range, but it's kind of a toss up for me right now between JT at 22 to 1 on MGM and Shane Lowry at 25 to 1 at MGM. We talked about this on the, betting, on the DFS show as well. Like, don't panic just because one of your big name guys trunk slammed at the Scottish. Like JT was one of those. He's finished like I think he shot ten over. He was pretty bad uh, at the Scottish. I'm not panicking on it. Um, you know who knows what he was trying to do late on you know back nine on Sunday on Friday when he knew he wasn't gonna miss he wasn't gonna make the cut. He might be trying to experiment or hit certain shots or whatever, getting ready for St Andrews. But um, I'm also very tempted by Shane Lowry. I just the guys had such a great season, and the 25-to-1 number, 
I, I don't know that it's a better value because Shane Lowry, JT are not the same player. Like I would say JT's definitely a, in a class above Shane Lowry, but th- those two names are interesting to me. Yeah, I uh, Shane Lowry was one of mine. I'm I'm totally with you on him. I mean, he's just a guy that is, you know, sort of born to play these type courses. He's obviously won here before, has a great scrambling ability. Um, when I say won here before, not at the old course, but won an open championship. Um, so I do like Shane Lowry. And, and, you know, I still, even though you didn't like him last week, Patrick Cantlay, I, I, think, I think Patrick Cantlay can win an open. Um, been playing absolutely fantastic golf lately. Hasn't finished worse than out of the top 15 in his last four events. Finished strong last week at the Scottish Open. I know it's not really a true link style test, but still played well on that golf course uh, with a T4. So I think Patrick Cantlay is a guy that, you know, and he's he's a pretty sort of level-headed guy. He may be kind of yeah. slow, but, um, you know, I do like the, the way he plays other than the slowness. Um, I think he can play this course well, especially without conditions. Like, if we don't get major conditions, I really like Cantlay out here. So, and you can get him as long, I think 26 to 1 on FanDuel is the furthest I saw him, but, you know, around 25 to 1. Um, so Cantlay and Lowry for me in this uh, at the top of the board. I mean, Cantlay, so let's let's debate on Cantlay. Like, obviously, tremendous ball striker, um, definitely a dog. Like, I think he could get amongst it and, and close the door if he had the opportunity. The Open Championship record is okay. T12 in 2018 was his best finish since then, a 41st and a missed cut last year. Very little links record to speak of other than that. Um, the other thing that somewhat worries me, sorry, I had to swallow a burp there. I'm trying not to burp in the microphone. I know, I know we don't want to do that. Uh, Garrett's not here, so I'm, you know, he would burp in the microphone if he could. Yeah, he would be all, yeah. Um, can't lace, you know, I mean, I, I, know, I know we can, all, we, can, we can always find a stat. I feel it, like you're about to split hairs here. Like, this is what's about to I'm happen. I'm just saying, I know you can find a stat on any golfer and be like, God, oh, they suck at this. You know, I, I get that. I totally get that. When you're in this top echelon of player, then it's harder and harder to find those, right? Did I just slur there? Am I already getting a little hint? This no, champagne of you beers. You are, then this is getting, this is going to get bad. I am almost done. I mean, I'm like two thirds of the way through it. Um, hopefully by the time we're done with the next range, this, this puppy's gone. My hand is very cold. I did have this in the freezer a little bit beforehand, thinking that uh, it might take me a while, and I wanted, it, I wanted to make sure it was cold. My hand is cold. Anyway, uh, three putt avoidance. Just the, Hello. which to me just speaks to like the touch, right? It just speaks to the touch of a player, the touch around the greens. Obviously, uh, you know, Cantley's ball striking helps make up for a lot of things. But from a three putt avoidance standpoint, he is terrible no matter what range you look at. Like really, really bad from the last hundred rounds, twenty four rounds, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like Patrick Cantley will have some three putts. And that that scares me a little bit here, but I I do okay, realize got, it's we have some disagreement though because I don't know what I'm looking at that's different. If I got a box checked that shouldn't be checked, but I have Cantlay in the top 25 in three putt avoidance at 24th in the field. Over what range? Last 24. Last 24. I'm looking at the rolling report. Fantasy National has him at 118th over the last 24 rounds. Okay, well, something something's going that. on. Now we're off on that, but there's a there's a big differential there. Uh, all right, the top end of the range, we, we you know everybody can figure that out. Let's move yeah. on to the next range, kind of this mid tier. Um, 
you know, up to that 75 to 1 kind of spot. Now, these numbers on the screen are DraftKings. You got Willie Z, which I'm sure we'll talk about, Colin Morikawa. Uh, Fleetwood's playing well at the moment. You got Live, Live DJ at 35 to 1. Uh, Homa had a great week at the Scottish at 40 to 1. Sam Burns, 45 to 1. Live Louie, Louie with the ultimate old course record at 40 to 1. Joaquin, Hideki, Brooks in that 50 to 1 range. Our boy Tiger, 60 to 1. And then uh, Sungjae, Seamus, Justin Rose, and Adam Scott all at 65 to 1 here on DraftKings. For me, uh, let's talk about Tiger. I am, I am thrilled that he, I feel more optimistic that he's going to tee it up than I did a few days ago, right? Uh, he, 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 he's playing, he, he's, I mean, he's traveling around Scotland and Ireland playing all these courses by choice. He's limping, but that may just be his gait for the rest of his life, you know? Um, but I think he's, I think he's healthy yeah, that- enough to give it a shot. He's, he played today in that little uh, thing of champions, which is so cool, by the way. I, I, for some reason, I did not know they did that, where they play a little four or five hole loop as a, as a pro-am situation. He played in that. I saw him, saw him hitting balls there. Tiger's going to tee it up. Uh, from an outright standpoint, it's, he's a horrible outright value. I looked on a couple of market-making books overseas. They had him you know, at least 20 to 30 points longer than any other book, whether it was points bet, MGM, FanDuel, DK way longer than any of those others. And obviously people want to bet Tiger, so the books are pricing that in. Uh, I think they all have him over that 90 to 1 range, and he's nowhere close to that here. I don't think Tiger's an outright bet. You agree? I'm sure you do. I don't. I was going to say, I think if I was to put an accurate number on him, it would have been around like 100 to 1. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that's... But, but I think... We're all glad I to think, see him play it. Yeah, and I think he can play well here. I mean... I think he went out this morning again and played like another nine holes. Like he's playing the, he's like going all out. Like this is his, and it is probably his last tournament for the year. So he's just, he's playing some golf. And um, like you said, I think it was a good sign to see him playing at other courses around the area and over in Ireland and wherever else. I mean, that's, that's huge. I love this comment from Brent. So, I put an 80 to one with a T seven each way. And I love this cannot not be on the potential of the greatest comeback in history. <laughs> Love it, Brent. Listen, a sucker's born every day, man. You know, we get it. Now, you know, it, it's, it's fun. We're, we're betting for fun, right? And if you are too, and you want to throw a little, a little bit of a, a small portion of your unit on a Tiger, you know, have a blast, buddy. You know, have a blast. Wake up on Thursday morning with your coffee and your, your Frosted Flakes and, and kick it and watch Tiger do his thing. I get it. Um. All right, well, what are some names in here, Pat, in this range that you, uh, you do fancy? Who are you liking? Well, there's a few in here that I like. Um, I'll start with a guy you mentioned, um, you know, kind of right off the bat, and that's Tommy Fleetwood at 35 to mm. 1. I like how he's been playing. I mean, me the, too, the, dude. The guy has just, he's, I mean, T4 last week at the Scottish Open is one thing. I've never but, been so pro Fleetwood than I am in this moment with my hand taped to a effing Miller High Life bottle. Maybe. I've never been so pro Fleetwood. I don't know. You know what? Honestly, this kind of looks like if you flip this bottle upside. You no, know, this kind of look. This bottle kind of looks like his his uh, cankles. Have you ever it seen? It kind of does. Have yeah. you ever seen his his cankles in a in a practice round when he's wearing shorts? I mean, he's there, the yeah. boy's got some cankles. Yeah, the but, stability, man. The stability when you, you know he's got good balance. That's why he's such a good ball striker. Exactly. That's why he's a great ball Dude, striker. He's I did not even think stability. of that. That is science. Yeah. 
It is. And that's what we, we bring you here in the Tour Junkies podcast is the science of why you're a good ball striker if you have cankers. Yeah. But listen, you know, we've been we look at this stuff every week. And so Fleetwood is one of those that that always catches my eye when whenever he's in the field. Yeah. But if you just look at his ball striking numbers and his uh, his approach numbers and those kind of things, they're gradually getting better. They're gradually improving over the last few weeks. I'm seeing him go down and down and down and down. And that's a good sign for him. He's pretty good around the green. He's 39th in the field and strokes gained around the green. Um, you know, he's he's good at bogey avoidance, too. He's top 30 there. So just the way Fleetwood's been playing, I, I think, is a, a very good sign. And he can he can win this tournament. He can win it. He could totally win this tournament. Tremendous open championship record. We talked about this on the DFS show. The Alfred Dunhill Lynx Championship is one is one alternate field, or uh, it's another tournament you need to look at because they play on a rotation of three courses. The old course, Kings Barnes, and Carnoustie. All three of those very Lynx-style courses. We played every one of them when we went mm-hmm. over there. If they make the cut, they play the old course twice. Tommy Fleetwood, the last three years at the Alfred Dunhill Lynx, uh, is this any good? Seventh last year, fifth the year before in 2019. They didn't have it in 2020. And runner-up in 2018, plus a good Open Championship record. Plus he's coming in in good form. Like, everything points to Tommy Fleetwood. At the Scottish Open, finished fourth in strokes gain off the tee, top 40 in approach and around the green, 17th in putting, gained strokes across the board in every category. I, I, I think Fleetwood is a must-bet uh, at 35-1. to 1. What, Where's that? The best numbers on DraftKings. I think Fleetwood's yeah. a must-bet. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm with you there. Um, another name that I'm on, and, and I know that, you know, it's you know we always talk about he can't win a big one but tony finau i'm mm. seeing him as high as i'm seeing him as high as 50 to 1 on bet mgm i think that's a number that you really need to get Maybe, tony finau wait wait finau. Now. he's at the open he's at he's the, at the open. open he's playing well he's drinking guinness he's drinking guinness i don't think he drinks or maybe not because <laughs> he's a mormon i don't know i don't know anyway. do mormons drink if you're a mormon in the chat let us know do you drink Okay, go ahead. All right. Anyway, I do like some some Tony Finau this week. Um, it, you just look at the way he's been playing. You know, second at the RBC Canadian, he did miss a cut at the U.S. Open, but top thirteen in the Travelers. But the stats are really what. And, and this is, you know, this may be confusing to folks that uh, you know normally listen to us, and they they know that I'm sometimes anti-stat. But it's very hard. It's very hard to ignore his stats when you look at across the board, twentieth in approach. Six in strokes gained around the green. And look, look at this. Top 10 in ball striking. Top five in par four scoring. Number one in three-putt avoidance. Number one in bogey avoidance. Tony Finau, if, I do, if I'm a stat guy, he is the one I want to go after this week. And I want to get him at 50 to one if I can because I'm seeing that number already drop. I even I thought I saw him at FanDuel at 55 to one, but now I don't even see that number anymore. So um, I do think that... Um, you know, you get on Finau right now. I think he, this is a tournament that he can win. And he does have actually a good, um, from what I remember, he actually has a pretty good um, open championship record as well. Oh, yeah. Great I mean, open championship great, record. Great open champ. I mean, last three, top 15 last year, third in 2019, T9 in 2018, T27 in 2017, and a T18 in 2016. So last five years, all inside the top 30 with three, well, with three straight top 15 finishes. So. Finau is, um, I just, I'm going to, it's going to be hard for me to avoid him this week. 
Uh, he's also got two top tens at the Alfred Dunhill in 2019 and uh, 2018. So good links record. I'm a little surprised he doesn't play the Scottish. But yeah, I, I could get down with Finau. I think, I think that makes sense. I mean, we're going to talk about a handful of names here because this is a great range. This is the range we're probably going to all, you know, we're probably going to pound. Uh, another tremendous links record, old, old course record, comes from Terrell Hatton who you can get the best number on him on DraftKings and MGM at 40-1. to 1. He is a back-to-back winner of the Alfred Dunhill in 2016 and 2017. Then in 2018, he finished runner-up. That's pretty good. Then in 2019, he finished 10th. And then in 2021, he finished runner-up again. So like, And he's playing well right now. Like He played well at the Scottish. And I think he actually... Oh, God, I cannot stop burping. I think he actually hit it pretty good at the Scottish. Yeah. Ninth in the field in strokes gained approach at the Scottish Open. Uh, that's very good for Terrell Hatton. That's a good sign. Top 30 in the field in putting, finished T24. I like Hatton at 40 to 1. And like to be able to get Hatton and Tommy Fleetwood, just links golfers with experience, those are guys I'm taking over Will Zalatoris. You know, I mean, I, let's talk about him. Willie Z, it's a major. It feels like it should be an auto bet. He's at 30 to 1. But Given the scoring that's likely to happen here, we talked about this on the DFS show. We like Willie Z when the scoring is not great, when you know, when a two putt is fine, when making pars are your friend. Because while the putter can get hot from round to round at times, it is definitely he's not, definitely not a great putter by any means. So, you know, at the US Open, at the PGA, when the winning score is, you know, less than 10 under. I think he does okay, but I don't think we're going to see that this week. I think we're going to see a winner have to get up to that 14, 15 under number as long as the wind projections stay where they are. And I would rather take the 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 value on a Tommy at 35, a Hatton at 40, than a Will Z at 30. What about you? Are you tempted by the Willie Z number at all, or Morikawa right there as well at 30 to one? You're 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 defending Open champion. Of of the two, Morikawa actually is a little more appealing to me than Willie Z is. I mean. Um, I, I just don't know. I mean, I know that, that Willie Z's putted extremely well in majors this year and, and not necessarily in other events, and so that would point to him putting well this week. But I think this is just a different animal. It, it's, it's a different thing for him, and so um, it's a good thing he doesn't have a lot of major wins because, you know, he could be coming, he, you know, he actually could, could use some of Fleetwood's cankles on the bottom of mm. his feet, like in that area, so he could have a little more stability oh, when yeah. he's when he's in the wind, but I, I'm just not a big, big fan of Willie Z. I do like Morikawa this week. I'm not pumped about Morikawa, but I, I, I think if I'm choosing between the two, uh, I would go him. You know who I'm really liking in this range? Who that? Max Homa. Dude, didn't one. he, he had he, a surprisingly good Scottish. I, I, I did not see that really coming from Max. I didn't, but what I've liked about him is like, if you just follow him on social media and everything else, he is loving it he's over here. He's soaking it up. Went to play he's North so- Berwick West Links. Oh, yeah. He's playing. Yeah, he played North Berwick. He just heart seems goes so- pitter patter. Yeah, just you know, is having a good time. He always looks like he's having a good time when he plays. Anyway, I think he's the type of guy too that can play a course like this and not get just totally, you know, mind screwed by the fact that he's going to get some bad things that happen to him. You know, that's that's what happens here. And Homa just has such a good attitude about the game. And so I think it's 60-1 to 1 if you can get him there. I, I, I like that as well. Um, you know, you look at the stats, too. He's third. Wait a minute, 60-1? to sure. one? You can get him at 60-1? to one? I didn't see that. I saw him at 60-1 to one on— Last um, I saw him, he was 50-1. to one. That was the best number I could get him. 
I mean, sixty to one on points bet. Sixty to one on points bet right now. Shit, seriously. Sixty to one on points bet. And if you 40 look at forty on DK, yeah. Oh, his stats are off the charts. Yeah, great ball striker. He is um, sixty to one on points bet. Yeah. I mean, like Homa. By the way, I I I drank this way too quickly in the beginning because now I'm feeling it. Uh, at the Scottish Open, he was first in strokes gained off the tee. The irons were a little, the irons were a little bad, but the, the around the green game was solid. Like, yeah, I mean, I didn't think Homa was going to be the guy, but he 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 could he could be the guy. I mean, this range is just full of them. You got uh, another guy in here I like. This will be the last one I give you. I love Joaquin Neiman at fifty to one on DraftKings. He was another guy that I kind of remember referencing while we were playing. Oh, by the way, uh, Mark asked, "What did we shoot over there?" Well, Mark, I shot an 84 that could have been a 78, but I had, Pat, how many three putts do you think I had at the old course? Like um, seven? At eight? least seven or eight. I yeah. had a bunch of three putts. As many of those as you had, you were, I, I had penalties out of the bunkers. Yeah. Pat was in every bunker on the property. I shot, I, I shot 91. I actually had a 50 on the front, which <laughs> was where I hit but most of the bunkers. The back, you did turn up. Back, I turned it up a little bit, shot 41, including two penalty shots from bunkers. You beat me so, on the back. I remember that. Yeah, so 50-41 was what I shot. Also, on, I, the, on the road hole today, I saw Rory. I could not believe this. Do you remember? I have a video of me hitting the ball from the tee on the road hole. We all got a video of it. Yeah, yeah. When I hit it, I go, oh, oh, that's hitting someone at the jigger end. Someone at yeah. the jigger end is going to hit that. That's going to catch their dome. And then when I got to my ball, I was like 20 yards left of the jigger in. I was in the rough. It was not great. Mm-hmm. I had to punch out, and then I had to hit a bump and run and a bogey in the hole. But I was like 20 yards left of the people at the jigger, right? And we, and we stood there the next night at the jigger in and watched balls roll in. Today, watching Rory play this little like event that they played, he hit a ball over the road of Course Hotel with a little draw, and I was like, oh, that's going to be perfect. They show the ball. And it bounces into the bush right before you get to all those people sitting outside of the Jigger Inn. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, I swore I killed somebody when I hit my shot. In fact, the video I have, you hear me say, like, head on a swivel. Watch out. Yeah. Because yeah. I knew I hit somebody. And I blasted it. I missed it so far right of my line. And I was still 20 yards inside of the, of the boundary. And Rory was like 25 yards right of where I hit, the, the line I hit. I couldn't believe that. It was amazing. Anyway, what are we talking about? What, what are we doing? Uh, we were in the, the... Oh, I was talking about... Ranger. I like Joaquin Neiman a lot at 50-1 to 1 on, uh, on DraftKings. Did oh, I already yeah. talk about that? We were talking about Homa. Neiman is uh, finished T16 at the Scottish. Top 30 in strokes gain off the tee. 11th in approach, 23rd around the green, great short game. I think this young dude is ready to seal the deal on his first major. Like, uh, like Neiman is one of my favorite bets on the board right now at 50-1. to 1. I, I absolutely love Neiman here. I wish the wind were up a little bit more for him. he get that little low whatever, you know, um, whatever it is that you call it. I love him. I love Neiman here in this range. Is there anybody else for you in this? I think Tommy Neiman, Tommy Fleetwood, Neiman, those are the two, and, and maybe Hatton, those are the three I like the most here. You know, I don't have anybody else, but I'll tell you a guy that I think is, is a little bit of a trap guy that um, 
you know, I think I'm just going to have to make myself avoid playing, even though I, I do think he's just a great major championship player. And that's Hideki. You know, you're, you're looking at him around 50 to one, does not have a very good open championship record. Um, you know, we know he's always been a great ball striker. I would worry though about his creativity around the greens and, and, and things like that. So, um, I, I just, I think Hideki, if I'm going to give sort of a stay away in this range, he, he would be the guy that I, I don't feel very good about taking, even the, you know, even at that 50 to one, that number. So, he, yeah. And he missed the cut at the Scottish and he did yeah. nothing well. I mean, he was, his stats are good though. If you his look at stats the are good. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I mean, I just specifically at the Scottish, which I mean, I, I, I am weighing the Scottish decent, like not, not super heavy, but I'm weighing it because that's links golf. Like, and, and I get that like some of these guys may have come out there and treated it like their warm up round, their warm up or whatever, but it was firm and fast and it was windy and it was links golf and his, his ball striking was awful. I mean, off the tee and approach was terrible uh, at the Scottish primarily off the tee. He was bad. He lost over, he lost, over two he lost two shots between the just the two rounds when he missed the cut it wasn't good uh okay before we get into the next segment got to thank our friends at front9coffee.com i hope i can get through this ad read <clears throat> the miller high life has me high okay it's kicking yeah it's kicking is it does it does it uh does it taste do you think it's a champagne of beers at this point <laughs> i don't taste hardly anything but i'm here um, our friends at Frontline Coffee, small batch artisan coffee from a local roaster here in Augusta, Georgia, our hometown. Support a local small business in Augusta who love golf and they love coffee. And now we have our own unique flavors available for purchase right now. Here's Pat's flavor, the bump and run. You can go to frontlinecoffee.com. That's front the number nine coffee.com. Look at Tour Junkies Pat's bump and run right there. That's a Woo. beautiful dark roast espresso. Then you got DB's Large Bucket of Nuts, which is a, a bunch of hazelnut nutty blend flavoring that's going to hit you right in the sack. You know, it's going to like juice you up a little bit. You're going to wake up. You're going to feel a little tingle in your balls and you go, Shit, I'm ready to tackle the day. That's right there on Front9Coffee.com. Go ahead and get you some of that. If you put in the promo code TJ10, then you save 10% off your entire order. If you put in promo code TJ2, the number two, and you order at least two full bags of coffee, then they're going to throw in a sample, a sample bag, one of my flavor and one of Pat's flavor for you to try Ooh. out. And then you get shipping. You, you pay your shipping. I think it's $36 total for the two full bags, two samples, and shipping, 36 bucks. Support the small business. These people are making it happen. And it's all fresh and roasted after you order. It's not all you know, gas, gassed up and, and nasty. Okay? And then... Man, that stuff really has some some air in it <laughs> yeah and then you can uh well it's just two dollars and 74 cents for this so. yeah um and they'll ship it anywhere in the u.s and canada within just a few days after you order support our friends at front nine coffee seriously try to try to do that for us They're, they've supported the tour junkies are supporting our live golf event in september and we're excited to have them there for that they're going to do a coffee takeover of the whole golf course they're going to have coffee cocktails in the afternoon and evening keep you up keep you partying with the tour junkies on friday and saturday night in pennsylvania in september link to that, to those details in the description as well. So thank you to Front Nine Coffee. Also, uh, shout out to our boy, our boy. Uh, where is he? Joe, Joe Idoni. Uh, how do you say his last name? Is it Idoni or I don't? Preferred Lines, Preferred Lines, Joe, our friend. We got to play golf with him last week. Do you know? 
Iodine? Okay. He says, question, like for, <laughs> question for specialist Pat Perry. He'll, he'll correct us. How important is having an elite bump and run game at the old course, Pat? Oh, it's absolutely important. It's mission let critical. Me, let me tell you, from, a, from somebody who has an elite or maybe a somewhat elite bump and run game, and Joe's seen it in person, and he can get in the chat, and, and he can He, he can did tell me it. about it. He did testify because he played with me the day after he played with you. He did testify to your bump and run game, to yeah, your short but, game. But it's, you got to have it here. It, there's yeah. just so much slope and angles around these green, greens where you have to have a lot of creativity. You're going to see it. You're going to see guys using the bump and run all the time this week. Um, hell, I wish you could. I mean, some of the spots on the green, I wish you could do a bump and run with, without a putter, like on the green. Um, I mean, you could. You could. I guess you technically could. But anyway, yeah, it is very important. So yes. you got to be good at that. All right, let's get to the next range on the board, up to 150 to 1. A lot of names in here, Pat, a lot of names. You got, uh, let's see, you got Liv Gooch. You got Gooch in there. You got Liv Surge, Liv Reed in there. Um, Mito, HV3. Tringali came out hot for the Scottish. We were like, oh, my God, is Tringali going to win his first PGA Tour event in Scotland? That would have been a mind bang just for him to win the first like co-opted tournament between the scottish and the the dp world or the pg and the dp world tour anyway uh robert mcintyre a scottish man that pissed me off last week at the scottish mm. open when he trunk slammed like a bitch <sighs> abe answer bryson shambo's dumb ass is in here um russell henley's in here twice you want him fucking sam Padraig harrington um oh ju young kim oh yeah give me some of that postman's yeah. in here how tong lee jordan smith all right i got a lot of names in here too I, I mean i like some value in here i'm not gonna lie you know I, i'm db's big balls betting card author and uh, so i like some names i think one of the better values on the board and when i looked at those market making books a guy there, there were only a few numbers who i found their numbers were longer on some of these other books, like, you know, these, these U.S.-facing books like DK, FanDuel, MGM, P- Points Bet. Only a few guys I found whose numbers were longer than these market-making books. And one of them was Gary Woodland, Pat. Yes. At 130-1 to 1 on DraftKings. Uh, I, I, you know, Woodland, I, I said it last week in the Scottish Open show, like, he always tempts me. He finished 30th at the Scottish. He gained strokes. Let's see. Uh, Gain strokes off the tee. He was pretty neutral on approach. But he actually gained strokes putting, a lot of strokes putting, which is weird for, for Gary. And I like that. I like that Gary's kind of decided he's going to get weird and figure out you know, the putter because the, the, the ball striking game is typically pretty good. His open championship record, not very good. Um, but he is a major championship winner, and he finished 10th at the last U.S. Open. He's a U.S. Open champion. 130 to 1 to me feels like a pretty good value. Um, another guy that I'm going to have in here now, now, this is just because I'm a sucker for this guy. I have a soft spot for Patrick Reed, and not many people have a soft spot for Patrick Reed. I understand that. It's probably like me, Justine, and his brother in law, Kessler. That's it. Um, but I have a soft spot for him at 100 to 1, DK and FanDuel. I get that he's been on live, and there's probably question marks around motivation, around how much he's playing, how how you know how sharp is he. But I'm just saying, like long term, Patrick Reed fits the old course, like to a T. You can't deny that. You know what I mean? Like 
It's not a it's not a major championship course where you have to be a bomber, which he's not. It's not a major championship course where you know you absolutely can't afford to miss a little bit off the tee. Like I think he can a little bit, but with his short game and creativity and touch, a hundred to one for a major champion who you know still has the game. I, I read at hundred to one is too hard for me to miss. I mean, it's, it's too good for me to miss. Those are the first couple names that jump out at me. I have a couple more. Who do you like yeah. here? Um, I, I've got a couple in here. I'm going to um, finish this, by the way. God dang it. One we, one we liked uh, last week, and he didn't really perform well at all for us, but that's Billy Ho. Um, you can get Billy Ho, I think, around like 130 to 1, maybe. Is that where he was? Where did I see him? Um, I yeah, finished, I've finished, finished the champagne of beers. Yes. I think you could have used scissors instead of a knife. You know, I looked for scissors and I couldn't find any. I'm scared I'm going to cut my hand, though. We'll say that. All right. While you're cutting, please don't cut your hand. Um, anyway, um, I do like Billy Ho this week. He, he's another guy that plays a lot over here. Uh, um, it was terrifying seeing. I was a little nervous the way you were holding that knife. Um, Oh, geez. You know, Billy Horschel, it definitely is going to check a lot of boxes in the stats. You know, he's tops in the field in approach, strokes gained around the greens, top 25 in ball striking. Um, you know, doesn't make a whole lot of big numbers around these courses. So I do like um, Billy Ho at 121. Here's another guy. That, now, this is a guy, like, I think that... Why are you making that face? Did you hurt yourself? Because you're... Your internet signal over there at the Ritz and Amelia has you go like all of a sudden you'll just you just be like slow talking. It's like if you didn't get it, you your ass missed it. I don't know. That was Billy You, you could have said six other players in that time span. Yeah, just pretend it. I said the winner in there. Here's another one that I think we could get to like oh, on a I made, Saturday. guys. I, I made the I did it. This hand okay, is good. freaking freezing. <laughs> we'll say that. Well, here's no. here's the bottle. There, there it is. Miller High Life. Champagne of beers. People. You might, I mean, you might want to actually check, make, you know, check your hand and everything. If it's that cold, you may not even know that you'd cut yourself. Okay, I check my hand. It's good. Okay. Um, <laughs> Should I save this bottle since it's my first forty? Yeah. Do I need to yeah, like write, do something, write something on this? On Is there it. a rite of passage here? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Brent. I do have to piss like a racehorse. Is it still speeding up on me? Yeah, it's it's entertaining though. Do you, honestly, you could afford to talk faster anyway. But I go ahead. I should yes, I should have more of these, and I'll talk slower. Um. Anyway, you know, here's a guy that I think on Saturday or Sunday we could be looking at and saying, you know, I just didn't see this guy being up here. I didn't. I don't like the way he's playing. But Webb Simpson is. Oh come on. No, I yes. just, no. You're gonna look on Saturday or Sunday, and you're gonna see him in the top ten or fifteen, and be like, "Where? Why didn't I see Webb?" And no. I'm gonna tell you. I mean, he has a great Open Championship history. I can tell you that. We know he's a great ball striker. This should be a good course fit for him. I mean, it just should be. Um, so I, I think you could see a guy like Webb just up here near the end. You know, just kind of hanging around. Yeah. Okay. It would have been a great course fit for him, and I would have bet him. You know, had COVID never happened and this actually happened in the year 2020, then it would have been good. But now, no, no thing. Okay, well, who else you got? Um, okay, I like Cbes at 110 to one. I think I'm finally ready to bet Cbes to win a golf tournament. Now, to win a major, probably a little crazy. So, you know, be careful. 
Um, two other names I like in this range. I, my boy Jordan Smith. I was all in on him at the Scottish. Played well at the Scottish. He's had a great year. Um, and, hey, Sally. He's had a, I think that was Sally. Was that Sally? No, that was my son. Oh, I thought it was Sally. Okay. Um, glad it wasn't a stripper. No. Um, uh, Jordan Smith. Big fan of him. Been playing well. Played well at the Scottish. Had a rough Sunday. Yeah, I, like I, I thought I, I thought I would have had a little... We, we had a chance at him outright because I had him outright. Finished T24 at the Scottish. Great off the tee. Great approach. Uh, Jordan Smith could eat this place up, especially in a birdie fest like that. And Keith Mitchell at 150 to 1 on MGM. I'll I knew you were going to say. I'll still hit it at 151, but I will say if you're in the nut hut, I told you a couple days ago to bet it at 200 to 1 because it's going to get shorter. It has gotten shorter. The best you can find Mitchell is 150 to 1 right now. Uh, finished T36 at the Scottish, shot four under on Sunday. Love to see it. The putter was hot. He was good off the tee. Uh, and I've, you know, I've talked about, I talked about him in the, uh, in the DraftKings show. He's got a lot of experience around the old course, even though he hasn't played in a lot of open championships, family ties, his dad's in the RNA sister attended St. Andrews university, like Keith Mitchell, 150 to one. Hit it now. Okay, don't, don't even wait. That's one I just don't think you wait on. Do that now. Um, let me ask you this, Pat. Any interest in Kurt Kitayama after the Scottish Open that he just had? Oh, I guess that's the next range. Should we move on? Yeah, are, I was going to say, have we moved on? Are you done with that? <laughs> I'm done with that range. Okay, let's yeah. get to the bomb. Kurt Kitayama, as good as he just played, yeah. In the Scottish, do, do you ride the momentum? Shot four under on Sunday, finished uh, solo second, I believe, at six under. Um, great off the tee, great on approach. I mean, he's top 30. He was 25th off the tee, 20th on approach, 27th around the greens, and seventh in strokes game putting against the field. Like, gain strokes across the board. I mean, to win a major, it's, it's a lot, but he's 200 to one. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind him. I mean, I think um, if I'm going to bet somebody like him, I think it would be for a top 20, which I actually do have him written down as a top 20. I don't have him as an outright. Um, but, you know, definitely looking at guys that are coming in in good form, he, he's one that you could look at. Um, I'm probably going to be sticking to guys in here that I think, I just absolutely think have, you know, that, that win equity or just some sort of, um, I don't know. I, I just, I think for him, has he ever won on tour? I don't think he's won anything. No, no, really. not. So, no. I just, I don't know. I think that uh, I would rather just bet him for like a top 20. Yeah, that makes sense. Any names in here that you like, though? All right. I like Dan- Danny Willett. I think he's a 150 to 1. I think this is a, a good good course fit for him. He's a guy that um, finished in the top 10 here the last time they played an Open Championship. He was, um, Let's see. Yeah, he was T6 um, the last time they played the Open Championship here. Shot 11 under par, so four shots back of Zach Johnson. Um, so I think Danny Willett is a, is a pretty good play uh, as an outright. We know that he can win golf tournaments. Um, you know, another guy that kind of killed a lot of people last week um, that I could just see up there on the leaderboard uh, come Sunday is, is uh, Lucas Herbert. Um, he's at 180 to 1 on DK. Um, I think that's a good number. For him so those are really two guys that, that i've been looking at up here um you know in this in this outright market that i think can win over 150 to one 
Yeah, I don't really have anybody like other than possibly Kitayama at two hundred to one, just to just to ride the lightning, you know, a little bit, ride that Asian lightning, which I'm sure some of you guys have done, you know. Uh, you know, uh, let's just be honest, you've probably done that before. So other than that, I think that's it. Like, because when I started looking at these names, I'm like, well, maybe this should just be a top twenty name. And I think you you hit the nail on the head there with some of these guys. This should it should really just be a top twenty bet. Which let's. Yeah. Let's get into that a little bit, Pat. All right. Let's talk about let's talk about our top twenty. What what are you saying? Why are you what are you what's your problem? You're chatting me stuff. No, Steve, we don't have I don't have any love for Aaron Wise, and I love Aaron Wise. I do. I love Aaron Wise, but not to outright win his first major here at the old course with this field, no. Uh, by the way, hit the likes, hit the like button if you have if you haven't already. If you're watching live, you should be hitting that. I don't know why you're not. That's that's really that's on you if you're not. But let's talk about some top 20s, because I see some names being tossed around in this top 20 range. So let's start with some bombs. You want to do that, Pat? Let's start with some bombs. Let yeah, me find, let's start with the bombs. Let me find... So I got the, the biggest bomb I have, I think. Where the... Where's his name? It's not a hard name. Has it already gotten shorter? <gasps> no, it's gotten shorter. Pat, you go. Let me see if I can find something. Okay. Well, I'm I'm going kind of near near the. Um, all right. I have a few for you um, that you could look at. I actually mentioned this guy on the DFS show. Alexander Bjork is a top twenty. He's at plus eight hundred. Um, actually closed uh, pretty strong. God, he was really cheap. So now I got to find. Okay. Okay. I got my guy. Bjork. Oh, he finished T forty two at. The... Oh, maybe he must have had a terrible Sunday because he was up there uh, in like the top yeah, twenty. Yeah. So Sunday. on Sunday he lost. Oof. Just on Sunday he lost two strokes on approach. Yeah. He he did not have a good Sunday. But anyway, um, yeah. he's a guy that I could see maybe sneaking into that top twenty. Justin Harding, um, plus eight hundred. He's a live guy. He is a live guy. Um, I, I like him long. As a longer shot, um, I like Victor Perez. Screwed a lot of people last week at the Scottish Open. Still been playing very well this year on the year on the DP World Tour. Plus five fifty. The other one I had at plus five fifty was Kurt Kitayama. And before I go any shorter than that, I would say Danny Willett, who is at plus four fifty, um, over on DK as a top twenty. Okay. Let me. I found my guy, and he. Well, I found one guy. He did get shorter, which really sucks, but. Um, I have another guy who's a long bomb here. Let me let me read this off to you, Pat. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. What if I told you? You ready for this? This is gonna blow your mind. What if I told you that I have a player as a top twenty? Okay, eight to one on DraftKings, eight to one. But in the last five Open Championships that this player has played, he is top twentyed. In four of the five, what would you say? Um, I would probably, I could give you a guess as to who I think it could be. Who that? Uh, Lee Westwood. No. Ian Poulter. No. Richard Bland. No. <laughs> Please don't say Stinson because I'm not allowing nope. you to do Stinson. Who is that? Zach Mother Effin. Johnson. Oh, Zach Johnson. I should have guessed Zach that. Johnson won this thing the last time yeah. it was here. And since he won, finished 12th, 14th, 17th, and his last Open Championship was in 2019 as a miscut. I get that it was three years ago. 
He's older. We're all older. But still, 8-1 to one for a guy with that kind of open championship record. Not to mention that before he won here, he had also finished 6th and ninth at the Open Championship. Like, this place is, I mean, I, I do wish the wind were picking up a little bit, but you don't have to hit it that far. Short game matters. Like, ZJ at 20, at 8-1 to one to top 20, let's give it a run. You know what I mean? Like, let's, let's give that a shot. Also see some okay. people, uh, my boy, I, I, I found this name, Pat. Now, this is a name that usually you, you will mention. Oh, he's 11-1 to one on FanDuel? 11-1? to one? What an insult. That's terrible. FanDuel should be ashamed of themselves, and you guys should make them pay. 11-1 to one for ZJ on FanDuel. All right. A uh, guy who finished 16th at the Scottish Open, who hits it a mile and is one of the better putters on the PGA Tour, Pat. He's at plus 650 on DraftKings. His name is very yuppie. His name is Wyndham Clark. Oh, I knew you were going there. Yeah. Uh, ranked fifth in strokes gained off the tee and 12th in strokes gained approach at the Scottish Open, uh, you know, just four days ago, three days ago, two days ago, whatever day it is. That's how good he was. He didn't even putt well. He finished 62nd in putting. And Wyndham Clark is a really, really good putter. If you look at, um, if you look at the, the rolling report on three-putt avoidance, in the last 100 rounds, Wyndham Clark, fifth in this field, 22nd over the last 50, 26th over the last 24. Like, Wyndham Clark's a really good putter. Plus 650, big number on that one. Sam, does, can you find a bigger number on Wyndham Clark? He was 8-1 to one before the show, like literally an hour before the show, and now he's plus 650. He was the one that shortened up. All right, any other? Uh, I, got, I got some more long shots here. If you, I got a bunch of top 20 long shots. What else you got? Um, I, yeah, I don't, I don't really have any right off, off the bat. I tell you, he has a great open record, you don't, and it hasn't played well this year. Well, he's played well in spurts. So we, we've seen him play well at the Players' Championship in very difficult conditions. He was, by the way, on the bad side of the draw. You know who I'm talking about? No. Kevin Kisner. I was just about to bring up Kiz. Plus 550. He this plays is a in wonderful conditions. course for him. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. He, is, he was the best finisher other than maybe Lahiri. That, or I don't even remember. Maybe Lahiri wasn't on the bad side of the draw at the, at the TPC, but um, Kiz definitely was. So, and again, has played great here in the past at the Open Championship. It's a good course. Uh, I wouldn't for him. say great, but. He's he's got well, I mean, a he okay. was he was up there to almost win it back when um what that was the one good year he really had though like he finished runner up in 2018 other than that uh, that's not it's not been good well he's made the cut every year that's, yeah we finished yeah. almost DFL for two of those years though I I do think I did have kids written down like it's I an still interesting think plus spot. 550 as a top 20 for kids is is not, you might be able to find that a little bit longer somewhere else oh yeah. There you go, Brent. Brent's already hammered uh, Zach Johnson. Now, Brent, you should have gone the FanDuel route at 11 to 1. Wait a minute, it's 6.5 to 1. Brent, I just told you he was 8 to 1 on DraftKings. What are we doing? Um, I see some people in the chat asking about Ju Young Kim. Oh, oh, Brent bet top 30. I like it. Ju Young Kim, our new, uh, a new South Korean Kim, which we're all fans of. We love that. We love our South Koreans, especially last name Kim, although Siwoo will always be our number one. 
Ju Young finished third at the Scottish Open, 11th ranked player in strokes gained tee to green at the Scottish, 17th off the tee, 19th on approach, 32nd on around the green, and 14th on putting. The dude gained strokes across the board. Absolute stud muffin. I saw people asking about whether or not to bet him as an outright. I don't think you bet a young guy like that. He's like, I think he's like 20 years old. I don't think you bet him at the old course to win a major. No. But I think top 20, the best number I saw him was like plus 450. I think that's an interesting spot for Ju Young Kim. Also, a guy who withdrew from the Scottish that we haven't talked about yet is Harold Varner III at 3-1. to one. I think HV3, he, he was... We don't know why he withdrew, but then after he withdrew on his Instagram, he was playing golf courses in Scotland with friends. Like he posted about it. So I think he's fine. I, I think HV3 at three to one is interesting. Like I think HV3 has some potential here. Um, so I like that. We haven't talked about Ryan Fox. He's an open championship stud. I mean, you know, Lynx golf stud. He's at plus 250. Probably disappointed some folks at the Scottish. Uh, and then as like you get shorter, you know, guys we've already mentioned like Neiman at plus two ten, Hatton, uh, Fleetwood's plus one sixty, love that. Cam Smith at plus one fifty, and then the the best player at a plus number I could find on DraftKings was Fitzpatrick at plus one hundred. Any anybody else for you, Pat? Couple for me. Um, you know, I'm a little scared to bet him outright, but I, I do like Justin Rose. I like the way he's been playing. He's plus two sixty on FanDuel. Um, which is a little bit of a value over DK where he's got a uh, plus 225 number on him. But I do like Justin Rose as a top 20 there. Um, you know, I, I think another guy that this, what, what is wrong with this? What? <laughs> How is Cebes plus 500 as a top 20 on FanDuel and plus 250 on DK? That, that's a, whoa, that's he's a plus 500 to top 20. Are you sure you're yeah. looking at top 20? Yeah. Oh, I would. Hell I think Cebez at plus 500 is an incredible number if you can go ahead and get that one. Oh, Sam just said FanDuel took down all their top 20s just now. Yeah, because the guy setting the lines was hammered. He was drinking champagne of beers while he was setting the line. Yeah, because they got some really Sam good said ones. we might be influencing the market. Yeah, the 79 <laughs> yeah, right. people watching us live right now just influenced the market. Yeah. All right, well, then I'll, I'll maybe only give DK numbers here, but I, I do like... Um, Cebes, if you could somehow get him at, at, at plus 500. Um, I think that's about it for me. All right, let's talk about some props. I got some nationality props, Pat. Can I talk you into okay. these? Top South American. Ready for this? Top South American. Let me give you a guy, okay? There's only, um, let's see, there's only s- six guys in this group. But the guy at six to one has... Two top 12s, two T12s in the last five years at the Open Championship, and he's coming off a runner-up at the John Deere, and that's Emiliano Grillo. Now, I, I don't trust Emiliano Grillo at all for much of anything, but, you know, six to one among six players, obviously Joaquin Neiman's in there, and I love Joaquin Neiman. Mito Pereira's in there. Sebastian Munoz is in there. He's got to beat those guys. Um, but that's just a long number for a guy who has two T12s in the last five years at the Open Championship. He's got more experience at the Open Championship than anybody in this category, and he's coming off a runner-up. Like, does the short game scare me a lot for him? A hundred percent. But I just think that's decent value on FanDuel. What do you think about that? 
Yeah. No, Good. I mean, I don't, I don't mind that. Um, sometimes I feel like these nationality props, I get a little, um, oh, I'm a sucker. I, I get a little, yeah, suckered into. Yeah. Um, By the I mean, way, Ju Young Kim, top Asian at seven to one. We were just talking about that. Yeah. There's a lot of Asians in the field, but only the ones that matter would be like Kanaya, Siwoo, Imihara, KH Lee, Hal Tong, Sung Jae, Hideki. I mean, that's a, that's a tall order for the kid, but he did just finish, what, runner-up or fourth or whatever at the Scottish. So he could ride the hot hand there. Anybody, you got any prop nationality bets? I'm just looking through here. Um, this is a little more last minute for me, but I, I don't see any that just really pop out as, as great values that I love. Um, I, I like you know. I like another one. The Aussies in the Aussie category. Now, again, this is just mm-hmm. value. I think Adam Scott at plus 550. Okay, let's just, you know, Cam Smith, let's say he has a bad week, which I don't think he does. I, I love Cam Smith. Mark Leishman's not playing well. Lucas Herbert, I, I don't really get the Herbert love, honestly. He's a guy who's like very dependent on the putter. Ball striking is a little sus at all times. I just feel like, you know, our boy Frazier told us Adam Scott's been to the old course a little bit early, getting some rounds in, getting some loops in. Tremendous ball striker. Um, I think Adam Scott, pretty good record. Yeah, like decent open championship record. I just, when I look at these nationality bets, like I'm looking for the value and saying, like, okay, does this guy have. How many guys do we really think he's got to run through? Like, Cam Smith is the biggest threat to me. Other than that, like, if I were pricing it, I'm not sure I would have, I would have priced Leishman or Herbert ahead of Adam Scott, who, you know, in the last 10 years has finished runner-up, third, fifth, 10th, 22nd, 17th at the Open Championship. Like, and he's, got, and he's, he's made most of his cuts. Like, he's got a good Open Championship record. I just think the plus 550 number is a decent value for Scott. Yeah, I, I don't mind that. Um, by the way, in the in the chat, um, Steve W. No Cam Young love this week. I got to say, I got to bring him up here because I actually um, had Cam Young written down and and forgot to because when as soon as I, I saw that, um, I did have him written down. He's one hundred and thirty to one as an outright. I don't know if I really like that. I don't know if I like that, but he is plus three fifty. Maybe he could get plus four hundred as a top twenty. I know he's a, a rookie coming in here. Um, but he's got game, man, and he's he's shown it in majors before. So I, I think Cam Cam Young is a top twenty is a good bet. Not really liking him at that one hundred and thirty to one number as an outright. I think I'll pass on him altogether, honestly. Like very little links record. I mean, I know he's tempting. He's sexy. He's a young kid. He's a stud. But just the lack of links record experience. He's not going to be able to overpower this golf course like he has other courses because he's a stud off the tee, right? Like his total driving between the length that he has, number of fairways he hits, all that plays out very well for any course, obviously. But I just, lack of links trust for me is, is where I'm out on, on Cam Young. Um, I think Sebez is pretty interesting as the top South African. Because they've got Louie at plus 250. And then Sebez, is the, this is on FanDuel. And then Sebez is the second guy in the South African group. Now, the South African group's a lot of players. But, I mean, he's plus 600. So he's 6-1. to one. Louis, you got Liv Louie, you know. 
Then he's got then he's got Fratelli after him, Burmester who's who had a good week last week, Harding who's been playing good, but again on live. EVRs a a crap show. Who knows? Like and the rest of these guys are. I I think Cbez is a very strong play as top South African on Fanduel at six to one. Um, other than that, I do see an interesting prop that I like, and the best number you can find it is on BetMGM, and it's will there be a playoff? One of the things that our boy Fraser said is with the scoring being like it is, he talked about how the old course tends to have very bunched leaderboards, very tight leaderboards. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw that obviously in the in the event that Zach Johnson won last time it was here in 2015. It was a three-way playoff with Louie and Leash. I think a playoff bet is interesting. So on MGM, on BetMGM, the yes to the playoff is plus 350. I don't mind that. Any other hmm. props, nationality bets, anything else you got? No, I think that's it for me. I do like the playoff one. Um, I was going to go check to see if there were any hole-in-one. I have to pee so bad. Yes, there are hole-in-one bets. Yeah. Um, but there's only two par threes here. I, yeah, I don't really like those. It's plus 120 for a hole-in-one, even with two par threes. Not enough value there. I would bet the no. I would honestly rather that's just what, bet the no. Yeah, at minus one fifty five. This is on DK. That's the only place I've seen it. But um, even two or more hole in ones is plus three eighty. Staying away from those. Okay, let's that's talk. All I got. Let's talk about our favorite bets of all the ones we've mentioned. Of all the ones we've said, like what are the bets right now? We think you should jump on. As always, presented to you by our friends at Covers. Covers dot com. Winning starts at Covers. We've been using them. You've been using them. We all been using them. People have been using them for 20 years, okay? And uh, it is the exclusive home of our head-to-head matchups, prop bets, top finish position bets, all that good stuff is on Covers.com. Check it out. My favorite outright numbers that I'm very interested in now, again, this is Monday afternoon. You know, weather is looking like it's not going to be much of a factor in terms of weather wave. That could change, so be sure and check that. But Cam Smith, to me, at 28-1, to best numbers on DraftKings as of now. Tommy Fleetwood, sounds like we would both agree on Tommy at 35 to Mm -hmm. 1 on DraftKings. Joaquin Neiman at 50 to 1 is a favorite for me. Gary Woodland at 130 to 1. That's a long one, but I like it. And um, and then I'll go Keith Mitchell at 150 to 1 on BetMGM. Uh, Those are probably my favorite outrights. For me, I will go with Shane Lowry at 25 to 1. I love that bet for him on the shorter end. He's one of my favorites. I'm with you on, on Tommy Fleetwood at 35 to 1. But I'll add in there Tony Finau at 50 to 1. I think he's a great bet to win his first major this week. And then if I'm going a little bit longer, well, I like Max Homa as well at 60 to 1. I like Billy Horschel at 120 to 1 if we're getting into the longer range. And then the longest guy that I like. Danny Willett at 150 to 1. All right, top 20s that I love. My favorite values on the board. Zach Johnson is a tremendous value. 11 to 1 on FanDuel right now to top 20. Not playing great, whatever. In the last five years, he has four top 20s and a victory, and the victory was at the old course. This is not a super long course, not a course you got to overpower. ZJ could totally get it done for a top 20 at 11 to 1. That's a massive number. Wyndham Clark, who just played very well at the Scottish, bombs it, puts it well. He's at eight to one, or sorry, plus six fifty on DraftKings. Jordan Smith at plus four fifty. He's had a great year on the DP World Tour. Just had a solid uh, finish at the Scottish. Could have won it, honestly. Just had a terrible Sunday. Uh, I like that. 
I like Harold Varner the third at plus three hundred on DraftKings. Uh, Keith Mitchell plus two fifty. And I'll go Tommy Fleetwood at plus one sixty. Those are my favorite handful of top twenties. All right. Well, in the shorter range here, I will go with Justin Rose as a top twenty at plus two twenty five. I like that number for him. I also like Danny Willett at plus four fifty. I like that number. And then Lucas Herbert is at plus five hundred. He is another one that I think you can bet a top twenty on. And then I'll throw in Kurt Kitayama at plus five fifty oh, as well. Uh, a guy that almost won oh, last Kurt. week. Oh, Kurt! <laughs> oh, Kurt Kiriyama! All right, those are my favorite top 20s. There's our favorite picks. Numbers we think you should consider jumping on right now, presented to you by Covers. Winning starts at Covers.com. All right, listen, uh, listen. before we finish up with the prize picks thing, some of y'all ain't got any hair in places where you need hair. Some of you got too much hair where you don't need it. And, you know, we're telling you you don't have to choose between hair growth and your health and putting all these chemicals in your body and all that. Our friends at Nutrafol have a whole body natural approach to help you get, you know, get hair where you want it, which is on your head. And it's the Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and scalp coverage. And Nutrafol's hair growth, uh, Nutraceuticals, I can't even say that, go beyond genetics to multi-target the root causes you know, of thinning, which is like stress and hormones and stuff. Physician formulated using natural medical grade ingredients. They got drug-free patented technology to provide consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health because we don't need your wiener broken just because you need hair on your head. You know what I mean? In a clinical study, men showed progressive improvement in hair growth and thickness after just three to six months. And Nutrafol is also trusted and recommended by 3,000 Bottom doctors. Top doctors. <laughs> Top doctors. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com slash men. And in- is that real? <laughs> Shit, that's real. That's a new... That's- <laughs> slash men? They're switching it up on us a little bit. <laughs> no, this is real. This is real. Slash, slash men's. men's. <laughs> you can go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter promo code TOURJUNKIES, all one word, and save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere and only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com slash men. And that's spelled Nutrafol, N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men. Promo code tour junkies. We very man friendly show. You know, we yeah. if you're a man, we got your back. You know what I mean? All right. Prize I'm picks. I'm the ladies man. What this, is Yeah, this is Leon Felf, the ladies man. What is your hello caller? What is your query? Remember that dude? I used to love that guy. Oh my god, he was so funny. Yes, uh, that is disgusting. Never call this show again. <laughs> Okay, uh, prize picks. the Nutrafol ad <laughs> talking like you. If you just go to Nutrafol.com, that's N-U-T, nut, ruffle, R-A-F-O-L, dot com, slash men, and use promo code TOURJUNKIES. You could get free shipping on every order and $15 off. Huh. Anyway, um... Price picks. There's not a lot of offerings out there at the moment, no, Pat. They only have those birdie or better specials on the old guys right now. But I will say, there are two birdie or better specials that are, I mean, you 
pound town, those two. Right? Are, yeah, we, are you smelling what I'm stepping in here? Yeah, there's a couple here. What you got? I think you got to go with John Daly again over two and a half birdies. No, 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 yeah. no. Yeah. No, Pat. God dang. Okay, I tell you I tell you who you're not going with is Ernie Els. No. no. Okay, no. You're not yeah, I, this is wrong. You're not reading my mind. Are okay. you going under? No. Yeah. Yeah. I would not do John Daly's birdie number. I would not touch that number. This is not uh, like this is not like the, the, the PGA where it was like one. Anyway, okay. Pat's clearly off his rocker. I thought I was the one buzzing, but Pat is clearly buzzing. I have to piss so bad. The, the, the two that I think are no-brainers that are available right now, they have birdie or better matchups. Rory versus Brooks. And uh, see, I don't have that on my screen yet. What? And JT over Bryson. Like, I don't have either of those up on my screen yet. Let me make sure they're up right now, because I went on the website and found them. Yes, they're there right now. Rory over Brooks, okay. JT over Bryson. Just take the over on Rory, over on JT. Like, Brooks and Bryson birdies on the old course right now with all their stuff. Like, listen, it may not hit, but more if you, if you ran that 100 times, JT and, and Rory are the clear play there. Like, I think that's free money. So, hit well, that right any now. indication, too, of what they think on scoring right now, they have Xander. Now, they've got three old guys in Xander. Xander. I don't know why Xander made the cut on birdie or better, but he's at pl- he's at four and a half birdie or better. Um, which I'm not I'm not saying whether or not you take that or not. I'm just saying that's an yeah. indication of probably where you're going to see the the number go for a lot of these top players is going to be at four and a half. Whereas a guy like Daly, of course, is lower at two and a half, and Tiger is at three. Um, I think Tiger could actually go over three. Let's see day one. Yeah. These guys are going to score on day one. I'm not touching that... these yet, but because you don't know the waves and all that stuff, like yeah. I, I, I just think Rory over Brooks and JT over Bryson are no-brainers. All right, that's the betting show presented to you by Covers. Thanks for hanging out. We got more content coming out on the YouTube channel this week. If you haven't already, listen to the Rufus Peabody interview that we dropped on podcasts and on YouTube. He's a professional golf better. Bets over $1.5 million per major. The dude makes money doing this. He will break your brain in terms of how you break down and handicap a golf, uh, a golf tournament every single week. Listen to that. It's fantastic. you got to listen to it. It's so good. And uh, we'll catch you in the Nut Hut on Wednesday night. We'll be there for our live chat around 9 p.m. Eastern. Me, Pat, AC, probably Chalk Bomb Ben. We'll be all up in that thing, you know, answering questions, doing live stuff, probably getting weird. Um, and all kind of good goodies. And check out, watch out for the emails. Get in the contest, subscribe to the YouTube channel, leave a five-star review, and write a review on Apple and Spotify. And subscribe to the newsletter, the Chalk Bomb and Heavy Petting emails drop into your inbox on Tuesday and Wednesday. Let's have a great week, and let's bend over your bookie. Make them pay, people. See ya!